Rob, you're in my kitchen. I am. How did that happen? Oh, I just knocked on the door. Jen let me in. Fair enough. So I'm going to do the podcast from here this week. I don't blame you. You can do next week's videos as well, if you like. <laughs> um, it's another special episode today because we're not alone again. So we've had um, two guests previously, two fantastic guests. So there's no no pressure at all for our guest today. But um, we'd like to welcome on board who I'm going to call Doc, because I like calling him Doc. I, I like that. But um, Doc, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on. So just very quickly, Doc is another member of our our Discord crew, uh, membership people. Well, I'm not sure what we call the Discord lot. I always say crew, which makes me sound like I'm about 15, and I'm not. <laughs> so, he's just a member of our Discord server, and um, but a very valued one, as, as is everyone. Uh, but yeah, thank you for coming on, Doc. Really appreciate it. Um, I think maybe for the uninitiated, do you want to give us a quick um, intro to who you are and, and where you're calling in from? Um, well, yeah. Um, again, thanks for having me. I'm I'm a day, I, um, I'm a member of Discord server, <laughs> which makes me sound like piece of micro like a bit of a motherboard or something um but yeah i am um i'm calling from ipswich um which is um yeah actually should i say that i don't know if i should say that it's up to you <laughs> they can't find you <laughs> it's quite quite a wide quite a wide search area they know yeah. i'm in lemington um, anyway so but yeah um in england and um yeah and it's where I live and work. And um, yeah, I'm not sure what else to say, really. Um, well, well, I work in psychiatry, uh, which is sort of my day job. Um, and I like to hang out with the good people on the Mark Ellis podcasts. Yeah. Is it Mark Ellis? Actually, what's the Discord? Do you know, I can't remember Discord. I, think, Mark Ellis is I was just wondering that. I think, it, I think it's called the Mark Ellis Reviews Discord server. Right. Rob will know. Is that what yes. it's called, Rob? I think I created it, didn't I? I, I, I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's some sort of or name, ha- isn't it? No, Hangout. I think it's the Mark Ellis Reviews Hangout. That's it. Ah, yes, there is Hangout. Because you're hip and cool. I was, that sounds too young for me as well, doesn't it? <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, well, I, I mean, just very quickly then. Uh, actually, firstly, Doc, um, in terms of... Uh, we, we were to, just before we started recording, we were talking about your the, the, your route to Ipswich, which actually started in Edinburgh, didn't it? Yes. Which is a lovely city. Um, so, uh, yeah, I lived in Edinburgh before now. And um, yeah. And you were? Um, I, I always describe it as it's, it looks great, but feels terrible <laughs> because of the cold. Um, yeah, it's not but warm. it does really look great. It's, it's just, it's, yeah, it's, it's I, I think it's, it's, it's a beautiful city. Yeah. Um, I think of it as having this sort of stately, dignified ambience. How does Ipswich compare? Or would you rather not say? It's all right. <laughs> I've been to Ipswich. I like Ipswich. Hello, Ipswich. We, we love Ipswich. Um, the biggest problem with Ipswich is no one from... So, I obviously, I grew up in Nigeria, which is where most of my family and, you know, my friends before now are. And no one ever remembers where I live in the UK. And so, they was like, so how's London? <laughs> <laughs> I have the same thing. If you, if you say you're from Leamington, people say, where? where? You say, it's, it's about... An hour and a bit from London. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I always joke that if, it, if they asked you to name 50 places, or well, 20 places in the UK, you probably wouldn't get to Ipswich. Or Leamington. Um, and I'm not even sure if you'd get to that in 50. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Um, just going back to the Discord server, the, the first question we had, I think, on, on the list here is, is how you stumbled across the, the Discord server, and I suppose my channel. I don't want to make it all about me, but um, I, I can't quite remember how you, where you came from originally. Was, did you find a certain video? I can't remember what video it was, but I know it was YouTube. Um, and it was, so my guess is you probably came, my guess, because I can't remember actually, but my guess is you probably came as a recommendation from maybe some other video I'd seen. And it was probably from one of those times when I was watching videos about reviews and trying to make up my mind about something. Yeah. Because that's, that's when I'm likely to be watching someone I hadn't watched before. Yeah. I can get... Um, I can guarantee it will have been about either the, the M1 MacBook Air, M1 Mac Mini, or the Sony XM4 headphones. They're pretty much the only videos that I make, so it would have been one of the one of those. <laughs> it was not the Sony XM4 because I've never really cared about that. So <laughs> it was probably it was probably it was probably the M1s actually. 
Um, yeah, and I liked your videos. I like your sort of every every man. Um, so I sort of think I don't think I've ever said this, but I sort of think of you as like you know the everyday dad guy. Yes. Yeah. I sort of think of you as that, but with an English accent. Oh wow! Oh, well, I'll take that as a huge compliment because he's a so, massive. Um, but like to well, be honest, except, well, except like, Mark knows how to use a shotgun mic. <laughs> I don't, you know, everyday everyday dad. He's he used as a shotgun mic, but he has it in front of his face. Which is right. weird. But the, the other thing is that I feel like he's still a bit more techie than he thinks he is. And Mark is actually like an everyman sort of guy. Um, so that that was, I think that's what really drew me to like more of your videos. And then I don't remember exactly when I subscribed, but at some point I did. Um, and then I don't remember how I found out about Discord. But I think it was just it was it was just sort of like one step after the other into sort of like the Mark locked garden. <laughs> No, I'm trapped in the Discord and I can't get out. <laughs> yeah, when I first started the channel and started the Discord server, I made the Discord server open to everyone. So it was it was always in the video description as being open, free, come and join while it's still free. Um, yeah. And obviously I had a, I think, I looked the other day, there's about 300 people on the Discord server, but there's only about, I don't know, what, 15, 10, 10, 15 of us that perhaps talk you know, regularly. Um but there's a huge, there's hundreds of people in there who just joined That's once, looked at it, and I thought, thought I thought we're like twenty of us. You know, actually, I was thinking about that. Maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, there's like twenty of us on the server. It's very active, isn't it? It's really active. I, I love it. I, I can't keep up with it at all. You, you, you two are far more up to speed with what's going on. I, I miss so much stuff on the Discord server. There'll be something that Rob recommends. I then go and buy it, and I, I forget he recommended it or. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just it's so active, isn't it? Just going back to you though, Doc. You, you um, in terms of um, the stuff that you do, you, you do some writing yourself, don't you? Yes, although I haven't written anything this year, um, unfortunately. Um, but I, I plan to start this week, hopefully. Well, and can you tell us a bit about what what it is that you you write about? Um, well, I call it. Um, well, so I have a website and I have a newsletter, um, and the website is. Shockingly called docamedia.com. <laughs> Who'd have guessed? Um, and um, I write about um, pretty much the same thing as the newsletter. It's just like the newsletter is sort of like more, the, the website is like essays. Um, and I originally started for like mental health. So then I was still in Nigeria and I started because I thought there wasn't any sort of professional voice in Nigeria. There were people talking about mental health in Nigeria then. But there wasn't any like professional voice talking about it in a sort of chill every every man sort of way, <laughs> um, and I think I've always been drawn to that sort of thing. I think of it as a sort of like translation, right, where you're taking these technical things and translating them into stuff that people who they're smart but they don't have time to get into all this all the stuff, and and you're sort of making that access easier. Yeah. Um, but then I got I got tired of it part because I, re I realized I wanted to talk about more than just mental health and I was feeling a bit stuck because I'd sort of boxed myself in and then I didn't write for a while and then I started again and I just like right now about what it means to be human hmm. um, is sort of the broad theme which is not a theme I chose it's a theme I realized I just wrote for a bit and then look back at what I was writing and realized this is what I'm writing about um, and like my three lenses so I don't have any issues it's something that we struggled with and I think of it more in terms of I write through three lenses and it's like psychology, faith and culture, which is sort of three things I sort of think through everything about. Yeah. And you, you were talking before we, we started uh, recording, I think it was yesterday actually, about the fact that you, you like talking about tech and, and the impact yes. tech has on mental health, which I find fascinating. Yeah. Um, well, well because, so the thing, the, the thing with tech for me, and this ties to what it means to be human, is... I'm not really interested in tech for its own sake. I mean, actually interested in tech because I feel like tech creates opportunities. It makes it creates new possibilities, right? And um, I think that's so fascinating about tech. It's like you have this, you have these new technologies coming out from time to time, and then new things are possible that weren't. So, for instance, everyone now has almost studio quality photos of their babies as just like part of everyday normal life. And that was not a thing when we're kids, right? Like, and we take it for granted now, but it wasn't, it wasn't a thing. It's, it's, but now it's just like, it's just how things are. Rob, how many photos have you taken of, of, of your um, 
Well, but both your both your kids now. Um, well, so I yeah, I can't remember how it came about. We were ha- someone on the Discord said I think oh, I was Nick was having an issue with uh, syncing, wasn't he? And I I just posted a screenshot of uh, of my library because <clears throat> I wanted to I wanted to, him to tell me what the message was. And, you know, if you scroll to the bottom, it'll tell you the syncing status. So I posted a screenshot of my library, and it showed that I've got like twelve thousand photos. <laughs> And uh, apparently that's too many photos, but yeah, no, they're pretty much all of uh, of my children. Yeah, but we do take it for granted, I think, don't we? Because it's so easy to to do that. So, is, is your desire this this year then to to write a bit more about that sort of stuff? Um. Well, I mean, I think I don't know. I haven't decided actually. Um, so that's kind of still an open question. Hmm. But I. I think it's to keep writing along the same lines I already have. So I kind of do that already. Um, tech comes into my writing. And I actually thought when I was thinking about it, whether I should put tech as one of my lenses. But then I realized tech is not really one of my lenses, um, which is weird. It's It kind of comes in on that culture. So what I'm really interested in is, how do I put this? Tech is something I write about, but it's not the lens I think through things about. Does that make sense? Yeah, completely. From, from your perspective, then, so what what got you into tech originally? Because, like you say, even though it's not the it's the thing that kind of falls into the content you you make and you write, etc. What what first got you interested in tech? Is it is it been something that's been a constant throughout your life, or is it is it more recent? So <laughs> this is when um, the first thing I remember was the magazine. And this was in 92, I think it was. Um, and it was one single magazine. So an uncle of mine had traveled to the UK and come back. And he had this magazine. I think it was PC Mag or PC World. Um, and I read it over and over and over again. And it was like, I was just so fascinated. It was just... Because <laughs> we didn't have a computer at home then. Um, so I didn't really have access to any of this stuff. I was just fascinated by this thing. Um, and so I read it again and again, and just, I think I was always like imagining what it would be like to have access to all of this stuff. Um, and then I got into the internet in 98, um, which was in between like secondary school and uni. And I was looking for, I, I, I was doing a sort of in between job, um, and they had internet access there, which was a big deal because Back then, there weren't many places you could get that in Nigeria. Um, probably not most of the world, to be honest, um, at least at that time. Um, and I remember, <laughs> I still remember like having to send, like when you're downloading pictures and then like disabling pictures so that the web pages would load faster and going to make a cup of coffee. <laughs> Those were the days, weren't they? Yeah, the modem sort of phone line days. And yeah. Um, and then I, I, I went to like this computer school to sort of learn about computers because that was a thing then. Um, and then they had this book on basic programming. And I got very fascinated by that. And then I took it home. By then we had a computer home. It was DOS. So nice. <laughs> it wasn't very useful. But then I realized, oh, wait, I can do QBasic on this stuff. And so I taught myself how to code in QBasic, um, just reading that book. And then <laughs> I'm going home and saying to my mom, um, I I don't think I want to do medicine anymore. I want to do computer science. I was like, are you nuts? Because <laughs> by then I'd already been accepted into uni. Yeah. Um, so it was weird. Uh, but yeah, that was, I think that was when I knew I was really interested in this stuff. Did you play Gorillas? Which Gorilla? The Gorillas, the band? No, Gorillas, the Q Basic demonstration game. No, 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 no. It was. I didn't. Well, so this was, I, I basically, the, the way the book was, was you learned how to program and then at the end you had a project. And the project was, I think the, what I chose for my project was I created a game of tic-tac-toe, um, which was a lot of work <laughs> at the time, but also, also a lot of fun. But then I went into uni and because it was med school, I kind of didn't have time for that. So I haven't actually done any coding since. Um, Interesting. No, but, so well, yeah, which is like, Sorry. Just well, so just gorillas for those who don't know, who are yeah, not quite as old as us. Um, it was a, it was one of the examples that came with QBasic on DOS, right. and uh, you, I imagine most people will be familiar with Worms, the game Worms. 
Yep. It was basically that, but with two gorillas throwing exploding bananas at each other. Oh. So that uh, that <laughs> long, a... long predated worms. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm surprised you didn't uh, you didn't try that out. Do you know, for, I don't know. It's possible it was there and I just never... Yeah, you put, uh, was, yeah. You may, if, you, if you didn't know it was there, you wouldn't... I don't think you'd, you'd think to, to no. go and compile it. But uh, you can probably play it online. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm, yeah, that's a challenge. I'm going to go and find it. You'll be able to play it online. You I'll, find, I'll find you a link. <laughs> put the link in the show notes, Rob, if it's there, if you find it. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> so you didn't, you didn't continue the programming thing then? It was something that you kind of no, picked up? No, no. Um, but it's why I've been, like, I've loved things like shortcuts and all this sort of um, low-key programming. Um, I've been playing recently, though, with Swift, Swift Playgrounds. I don't think I've ever mentioned that on Discord. No. So, yeah. what, what do you reckon to that? Do, are you enjoying it? Yeah. I mean, I, I use play specifically because it is play. It feels like play. Yeah. I, I had a go with it uh, when it first came out, whenever that was, two or three years ago. Uh, and oh, no, I mean, you know they've updated it now. Yeah, I've not. Uh, yeah, with the whole thing, like, you can now program on your iPad. So I'm quite, I think that's something I'd like to try and have some fun with. It's very accessible, isn't it? It's very kind of pick up and, like you say, play, yeah. literally play with it. Yeah. It's really well made. Yeah. So if we come right up to date then in terms of your, your current setup, what's um, what's in front of you at the minute? Ooh, okay, so in front of me now is my MacBook Air, which is what I'm talking to you from. I've also got my phone um, via camo in front of me. So that's my camera. Yep. Um, um, so it was funny when I saw Rob put that in the show notes, in the outline, sorry. Um, I've got my iPad here as well, uh, mainly because I was chatting on Discord. Um, which, which iPad? The, yes. Yeah, which, which iPad have you got? I, Oh, um, my trusty one, um, the Pro 2018, 20, yeah, which so, I think I've mentioned on the, the yeah. I think um, all three of us have got the iPad Pro 2018, haven't we? You have, Rob, haven't you? Isn't yours a... Uh, yeah, I've got a 2018. Mine's a 12.9. Yours yeah. is a 12.9. Uh, uh, you got an 11, haven't you? Yes. Dot, the 11. Yeah. You take yes. it everywhere with you, don't you? Like, even in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's 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 got really big sound. It's one of the things I really come to appreciate. Like I don't think people give enough credit to the quality of the speakers of Apple speakers for their devices. It's good big sound. It's not like HomePod quality, but it's it's good for what you get for this thing you're holding in your hand. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, I, I wrote about um, this recently. I think the it, it took me a while to realize that since I've got the the 16 inch MacBook Pro, I've been editing. Not solely without headphones, but quite often not wearing headphones, just purely from the MacBook. Mm. I've never done that before because you've always I've always just thought it's not worth it because it sounds terrible. But you you just find yourself naturally using it because it sounds so good, um, and they're quite sort of flat, quite a nice flat response as well, which is quite nice to monitor on. Um, but yeah, it's like you say, it's the same thing with the with the iPad Pros. It's they do amazing yeah. things with those speakers. That, that speaks to what I was saying about like the possibilities, right? Like mm. now you're sort of you're forming a new normal. And then it's when it's going to be really weird when you maybe like switch to <laughs> to a different computer, um, maybe like <clears throat> Windows. <clears throat> um, and <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> and, and then you find out that you you have to put your headphones on, and then might feel weird. And that's when you kind of realize, oh my goodness, I've gotten so used to this sort of default or something. That's such a good point. I've, I've whenever I switch to a Windows computer, there's two things that I always notice. And I don't switch to many of them, but I've got obviously got the the Surface Pro um sorry, laptop uh, rather. And also uh, more recently I've got the Yoga, the Lenovo Yoga 7 carbon something, which is a really nice looking laptop actually, really well made. Um but there's two things I always notice having gone from the MacBook to a Windows laptop. The first thing is the sound immediately they just sound crap um which isn't fair i mean I've, I, don't, I haven't tried every single windows laptop out there but the ones that i seem to get my hands on just sound terrible in comparison and the second thing is the quality of the screen you immediately notice it um i always have a bit of a panic about my branding because quite often i'll see uh, I'll, I'll load up my website for example on a on a windows laptop and it just looks terrible you think it doesn't look like that on a macbook it looks perfect on a macbook perfect color reproduction um so it's those two things i always notice but um yeah you're right it's 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 interesting isn't it, what what apple 
just how far Apple have come with this. And when, when you're using this stuff all the time, you forget how good it is. I yeah. Think. I use a Windows laptop for work. So I, it's something I, like, I can't even, my life involves that sort of everyday transition. from. Um, and it's to be fair, it's not the best Windows laptop. It's a work laptop. It's, you know, it's, it's pretty low budget, I guess, as a Windows laptops go. So it's probably not the best comparison. Um, but it's still the Windows OS. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, which is also interesting. But but I suppose that's another thing. Just like how how much how far Windows has come, I suppose. But then I think part of the other thing is I set up my Windows to work like my MacBook, but not so like Mac OS, but mainly just for familiarity reasons. Mm-hmm. To be honest, not necessarily because it's worse. It's just it makes it easier to transition. Do you change keyboard shortcuts? I don't think you well. Because it's a work laptop, uh, there's a lot of things I can't do at that level. So oh, I'm okay. not sure I'll even be able to do that. Yeah, we did have a uh, chat about this, didn't we? We tried to get you up yeah, and running with yeah. auto hotkey to swap your modifier keys, and it just it wasn't yeah. having it, was it? No, no, it was it was not approved. <laughs> <laughs> just quickly going back to your your, your laptop of choice, um, you got the MacBook Air. Are you in as are you as in love with that as I am with mine? Okay. Yeah. Oh, the MacBook Air, yeah. sorry. Um, oh, yes. Well, I don't know. I love the MacBook Air, but it's, and I think I've said several times on Discord, it's my favorite device is my iPhone and then my iPad and then my MacBook in that order. Why is that? So why, I'm, why, why, why is the iPhone at the top? I think because phones were how I came into computing. I think that's why. Hmm. I, think, I think that's why, because... Um, my first real computing, so obviously, like, you know, I had the DOS computer, right? But then I didn't really have a computer after that. And then I got a Nokia 3650 okay. back when that was the thing. And I remember like realizing you could copy and paste. You could, you know, you could, <laughs> you couldn't do a lot now compared to like now, but it was a lot at the time. And it, it, again, it was that sense of, oh my goodness, there's so many new possibilities available to me right now. Right. Um, and of course, I had like internet on it, the WAP of, you know, the good old WAP back then. Um, yeah, and, and I, I remember making it do so much more. Mm. Um, and I think that's one of the things I learned very quickly was these things are computers and I've always thought of them as computers, not phones. And you can maximize what you can do with them. Um, and then I got, you know, I got, I got into Android and I did the same thing. Um, so it's it's always a bit funny to me when people say things like, oh, you can't write, like, I've written some of my essays on my phone entirely. Wow. Really? You know, and yeah, it's not the same thing as like writing it on a big, nice screen, but it's like, at the end of the day, I just need to write something and I need somewhere to write it and this works. <laughs> and also, I'm okay right now. <laughs> Are you a tappy typer or a swipey typer? Well, I'm a swipe. I came from Android. I think, I have, I've, t- I've told you my theory about that, right? Like... <laughs> I think if you come from Android, you're more likely to be a swiper, um, especially if you're doing that on Android. Whereas I think iPhone-only people have just always tapped and, you know, they just often don't seem to be into it. Yeah, no, I'm swipe all the way. But, yeah, but yeah. Although not because I came from Android, but because I came from Windows Phone, which had the best ah, on-screen yes. keyboard of all time. Yes. Fight I'm, me. I, <laughs> I'm tap all the way. Always. Yeah, I, I think the thing with the phone, it, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I, I um, I love my my iPhone thirteen mini, but I I don't. Although I see it as a computer, I use it more regularly as a phone. Really, um, just out of interest, yeah. what's the most number of words you've written on your your iPhone? I don't know. I've definitely done it three thousand. I don't know if I've wow. done it five. Wow. Um, I mean, I've done all sorts of things. I've done I've done PowerPoint on my iPhone. Really? Um, not, again, not like the best PowerPoint. Do you know what I mean? Not like, they were not like my proudest PowerPoints. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but it's, it's little things like the fact that you can start the thing and then maybe you can like finish it up on a bigger computer. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I'm trying to think of like, I've started and so I made a movie for work once and I started it on my iPhone and I got like 80% of it done on my phone before I switched to the MacBook. And I really switched mainly because I wanted to do some things and I realized the phone wasn't 
you couldn't do those things on the phone because Apple had made that possible. And I hadn't thought about LumaFusion then because I probably would have just done that instead. So it's, it's, it's things like that. I think I get when people complain about it, but I think for me, it's like, it's in my pocket. It's literally right here. Yeah. Um, so like a lot of my writing is like on the go, like I'm writing on the train. Um, I'm, I'm walking. Um, I have five minutes while I'm waiting for a coffee, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's, it's perfect for that. You've got the Pro Max, haven't you? So you've got the big one. Yes. Which is another thing. Another thing I don't know if I mentioned this, but another thing I think about is the fact that, like, um, I, I think there's been, I don't know if it's studies, but there's been a lot of talk about how, like, I think one of the things that happens is, obviously, I think the more devices you can get, um, which is why I often think maybe the Mini hasn't done so well, the, the more you can sort of afford to, have like one device for one thing. Um, but if you're going to have like your phone as your primary computer, which is a reality for many people, yeah, then you want it to be like the biggest screen possible. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I think if I was using my phone more than just being a, a normal phone, I'd probably want a bigger screen, I think. Um, and a little bird tells me that you've got no case or screen protector on your, your yes. Pro Max. Don't give it to me. <laughs> Look, you don't, you don't want to, it, it won't be worse because I'll, so today, today, just today alone, I've dropped my phone thrice. Today? Oh dear. Today. Just today. Any, any damage? Well, no, not really. Not that I can see. There's, so it's a thing at work. Like we have these work meetings and we have these meetings. So like the way my work is, we have a meeting every morning to discuss our patients. Um, and it's in this room that a hard floor because in hospitals, you generally don't have carpets because allergies, right? Um, so it's like your normal sort of hard floor. And it's become this thing now where my phone drops and everyone looks at me and like, again? <laughs> <laughs> and like, they freak out almost more than I do because they're like, you know that sort of terror that you have where your phone drops? They have it for me. So have you got no damage whatsoever? No no dents or anything? or not, not, there's, there's, some, there's some like, I can't call them a dent. It's it's like if it's like a spot of a dent on yeah. the body. You see, like I've, when I say spot, like the kind of thing you feel when you touch it, and it's just like a slight graze. Yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't really bother me. See, I've got a theory with these iPhone 13s because I think, as anyone who doesn't know, I, I keep throwing my iPhone iPhone 13 Mini at toilets and treadmills and laptops and things, and everything else comes off worse than the iPhone. Um, I dropped it again yesterday. Uh, it wasn't anywhere near as funny. I think I just dropped it on the floor, a bit like, a bit like you, Doc. And um, I picked it up and thought, surely there's going to be something on it. And I thought I'd found like a little nick or something on it. And I rubbed it, and it just came off. It was just like a bit of yeah, dirt or something. Yeah. Um, it's just like <laughs> I don't know what it's made out of, but the fact that you've had a, a similar thing, um, it, it's just. I'll, I'll tell you the thing that trips me is fact that. So I obviously I think the, the shape definitely contributes to it. I think everyone says that. Um, obviously, the ceramic glass, like, I'm, I'm, I don't care what anyone says, ceramic glass is the truth. And Apple wasn't lying. <laughs> because, I'll, I'll, and here's the other thing, it hasn't got scratches. On the, n- nothing on the screen? No. Not even hairline no. scratches? No. Wow. See, mine I has know. got some of those. Mine has got a few hairline scratches. So what the one thing I do, because I'm not really careful, I'm a hard user, um, which is why I I've always used cases before, but I hate cases. Um, so I've always wanted to get rid of them. And after a while, I usually get rid of them. Um, and I also hate screen protectors um for a slightly similar reason. But the main the main thing that struck me is the fact that the main thing I do that I will say I go out of my way and really try hard to do is I keep my phone in my right pocket and I put nothing else in my right pocket. And that's like literally my only rule. Yep. Yeah, I'm the same. Do you do that right? Um, because, yeah. So, because if I put anything in my right pocket, I will put a key in there at some point. Yeah. <laughs> so I just don't put this in my right pocket, period. Rob, have you got any rules in terms of what you put in your pocket and what you don't put in your pocket with your phone? I mean, I do, I do have a dedicated phone pocket as my, my left, it's my left, left pocket. And then everything else goes in other pockets. But I, I'm a staunch case and screen protector guy, I'm afraid. I just, I can't bring myself to, I'm not brave enough, frankly. I know lots of people are doing it. It's, it's, the, it's the cool thing to do nowadays, but yeah, I know I'm not buying it. I think you're just, sen- <laughs> you're just sensible, Rob. 
I'm curious, Rob, are you left-handed? No. Okay, because my brain just went on a while, like, what if he's right-handed and his phone is in the left pocket? What's he doing? <laughs> it's like... See, I put mine in my left pocket as well. I'm, I'm right-handed. That's interesting. So you bring it out with your left hand? Yeah. Because obviously you're not reaching across. Yeah. I've always done that. I, I, I'm not even consciously either. It's just, just, just there. It's always been in that left pocket. Strange. Yeah, I've never stopped to think about that. But no, you're quite right. I do, I do tend to operate my phone with my left hand. That's weird, isn't it? As a right-handed person. Do you have your watch on your left hand, Rob? Because I have my watch on my yeah. left. What if that's related in some way? We need someone who's really smart with this kind of stuff to tell us what's going on. Um, you've also got an Apple Watch Series Seven, haven't you? Yes. How have you found that? It's an Apple Watch. <laughs> what am I going to say? <laughs> well, that's kind of the point, isn't it? I've been quite nasty about that watch over the last few months, but um, unfairly, really. Cause it's, I'm sure it's a good watch, but it, I think I was just disappointed that it wasn't much of an upgrade over the over the six. I think I think it is actually though. Yeah. Um, the screen, the screen, this, the extra screen size is nice. Also, it lasts longer, and for me, that actually is the quality of life improvement. Um, because I'm one of those people who sleeps with mine, um, and it was always a bit of a, not not a faff exactly, but there was a bit of anxiety around getting it to charge. So I would charge it a little bit at night before I go to bed just to get it up a little bit, but mainly so that I won't have to charge it so much in the morning. Um, but now I don't have to charge it so much at night anymore. Um, and I can just do the morning charge because the fast charging is a real, it's its the truth. Yeah, I'm, I can guess that makes a big difference. I, I don't sleep with my watch on it. I, I tried it. When, when it first, when they first had the sleep tracking stuff, um, but yeah, not, yeah, not it's mainly so for me. It's mainly because of the alarm, to be honest. Like I wear the watch all night just so it can be <laughs> Yeah, that reminds me actually because I, I I tried that and it worked the first few days. It was fine. It woke me up, and then I think it didn't wake me up twice consecutive consecutively, um, and that put me off completely. I thought I can't rely on oh. this to, to wake me up. Basically, so I, I gave up on it, but. Again, I like I, I like I think for me too, so it's an experience thing. It's there's something about the way it wakes me up that I find it's almost intimate. Um, which I think is a weird word to use about to watch, but <laughs> it's it's like this gentle tap on your hand, do you know what I mean? And then I love the fact that it's it's the first alarm I've ever heard had in my life that wakes only me up. Okay. That's a good which point. which is like, huh, why has this never existed before now? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, Mrs. Rob and I are our Apple Watch alarm clock all the way. Is it mainly for that reason, Rob? So you don't yeah, wake each other up? You, you, especially with a, a, a one-month-old baby in the room with us. Um, and uh, I know, obviously, we're, we're, we're doing all kinds of wacky shifts to <laughs> juggle, you know, the rest of life around the newborn. But yeah, no, be, being able to know that you'll wake up at, when, you, when you need to without waking anyone else up is fantastic mm. and it is pleasant it's just it's a nice way to wake up much nicer than you know a traditional blaring alarm clock although did you see um i can't remember who posted it i think it might be uh oh no j j r j k oh here we go here we go one 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 we'll just leave you to this rob keep trying did i get it right this i don't know so yeah well they posted um a tweet of a guy that was playing with, um, you know, testing some inter-device code where he was setting off something on one device and then it would propagate out. So he had just like a table full of iPads and iPhones. But essentially, he'd made himself an alarm clock which had Tim Cook doing a montage of good mornings appear on all of his <laughs> eye devices and that should totally be a thing i mean oh. he was just doing it as a proof of concept as a demo of this you know propagation that he he was working on but i would buy that i'd totally buy that oh so would i to be woken up every day by tim it'd be amazing wouldn't it <laughs> i'll tell you my phone alarm is so this is where my phone alarm is i don't remember what the name is but it's basically birds twittering in the morning and it's so good that I've woken up and thought, oh, that's nice. There's beds outside. <laughs> oh, my God, that's my alarm. It's, and then it builds up very slowly. Nice. Um, 
I, I suppose I'm light enough a sleeper when in the morning because I don't know if that will work for everyone. It's not very, but it's lovely. I like it. It's very gentle and it's like just birds tweeting. What, what a pleasant way to wake up. But it, the, the, what I love about it, it feels real. It feels like the real thing. And yeah. it still does, even though I know what it is. <laughs> I'm not, I don't trust myself with that. I, I sleep quite deeply, so I wouldn't trust myself with that one. Um, I'm just looking through your list, of, the rest of your list of gear, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I think you're the only other person on the Discord server that has AirPods Max. Does anyone else have them? Rob, Rob is fighting them. Is, yeah. I know that much. Rob will have them in a couple of weeks. <laughs> I, I've well, I, they've they've come up again. So you know, I think last time we spoke, I I saw that um, deal on Amazon Spain. And they're about three hundred and forty-five quid. Um, they also they crop up on eBay from time to time from a reputable seller. I think I, I forget the name, but um, you know you get these eBay eBay coupons with ten percent, twenty percent off. Uh, long story short, you could get them for about three hundred and thirty UK from a UK seller with you no know, ninety-nine percent feedback over hundreds of thousands of orders. Um, but no, I still didn't do it. I think I just. Having read all of that stuff about the the work that they're doing to try and get fully lossless wireless, um, and just all of the the shortcomings of the uh, of the AirPods Max, the stupid case, the fact that it charges with lightning, um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll wait for the next ones. And I, I think what I really want, what I really want, is the next AirPods Pro. That's what I that's what I really want. I was toying with the idea of of getting the AirPods Max just as to get something new to play with to tide me over till whenever the the next one comes out. But um, no, I, I think it's it's quite a lot of money for a punt, isn't it? They yeah, they they really do stand out. So I did I don't know if you've seen it yet, but I did my my ultimate in inverted commas headphone um, kind of comparison guide type thing last week, and obviously the, the AirPods Max played a role in that. And I'd always I kept coming up against them about something, and it was either the case. Um, or like you say, the fact I mean, the fact you can't turn them off is a much bigger deal than I think anyone makes out because I had, I think, about eight or nine pairs of headphones in front of me and all of them, you could turn them off. All of them you could plug in via USB-C and charge apart from AirPods Max. They were this outlier. They were, they were an outlier for other reasons and for more positive reasons. I, like, personally, I think the design's very is much better than anything else I've got in terms of headphones. Um, I think they're the most comfortable headphones I've got as well. Noise cancelling is very good. They sound great. But there's these kind of quality of life things that they completely fail on massively. And I just don't accept. And I think particularly when they're so expensive. Uh, what, what's been your experience with them, though, Doc? Do you, do you like them? I was going to push back. Go for <laughs> See, it. I, I think that the fact that they can't turn off is, for me, that's a good thing. That's like... I don't have to think about turning, like, I use them, I charge them, I use them, I charge them. So, like, oh, so right, right now, right, because, of um, so before, like, earlier on, I was, you know, the, the maxes were not working for this call. Um, and I don't know if you noticed, I literally just put them to the side. So, it's a good advert. Uh, you're really selling it for me. <laughs> I know, I know. It didn't work. <laughs> but, but my point is, though, like, I don't use the case. I, oops, sorry about that. I don't use the case much. Um, I just, I just, I throw them in my, I have a little sort of like um, sling bag thing I carry around because it, it's, I can put my my iPad in it. I just put my AirPods in it as well. Um, and then when I get home, I just put put them on the floor or by the bed. Like, I just drop them. <laughs> I pick them up. And that's, like, that's literally how I use them. I drop them and pick them up. Now my, I don't really bother with the case. I don't bother with anything. And I charge them like every other day. Do you have any other pair, pairs of headphones? Are, are they the only, apart from obviously the AirPods Pro, but do you have any more no, over I the don't. years? I, I think my, maybe my example of this isn't particularly fair again, because I yeah. do have 8 million. I'll tell you something else they're very good for. <laughs> good earmuffs. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, I don't wear them outside the house. So I can't comment on that. But um, that's a good point. They are yeah, quite I mean, big, aren't they? They do. I found cover. out by mistake because I w- I would wear them sometimes, and um, and I realized there wasn't much point wearing a hat. 
<laughs> thing is though, you've got hair, so you've got protection up here. They don't for me, they don't give you a huge amount of protection on top of my hair. Oh, but um have you ever seen anyone else wearing them out in the wild? No, I haven't. That's the other thing. I haven't. So that's that's I don't think I feel like that's one of the things I used to think about, like things like I I look at I look a lot at what people are using in the wild. Um, because I find it very interesting to see what just everyday random people are using. Um, the kind of MacBooks, are they the Air or the M1s? Like, do you get what I mean? All those sorts of things. I've never seen the pros, the Maxes, I mean. I've seen them once once or twice, but it it is interesting. Headphones are particularly interesting out in the wild. You know, you see, you occasionally see Sony's, but not very often. You see a load of Bose headphones where I live. And JBLs. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Obviously, Beats, you see a lot of Beats. It's funny, no one talks about JBLs in like the tech tube but they're big out there yeah i love jbl yeah i've still got one one of my best performing videos on the channel is the review a completely i think i I was really it was early days of the channel i was really struggling for stuff to to review or to think about doing and um so i I bought i don't know why i did it but i bought the um the jbl go 3 i think it's called which is their like little waterproof portable bluetooth Mm. speaker got it didn't think much about it at all until i until it turned up I turned it on. It just sounds absolutely fantastic, and it's waterproof, so you can stick it in the shower and everything. Um, and I reviewed it, and that I can't think how many views it's had. It's tens of thousands, um, and people still watch it now and comment on it. Um, but yeah, I, I love JBL stuff. I think I think they're they're fantastic. Oh, they're good. Yeah, they're good. I haven't used one, but I've heard really good things about them. Um, uh, actually, we have to start talking about headphones, though, because the, the next thing on the list, um, I think is probably, I think, let me just double check. It's definitely the most important, which is, um, and I think you are definitely the only, well, I think you are the only person to have this on the Discord server. Again, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, you've got an Apple polishing cloth. Well, why have we talked about anything else? I know. Why didn't we just start with, there it oh, is. Oh, there it is. I've not seen one. Let's have a look. It's... It's not much to it. Um, oh, sorry. Wow. Um, I'm trying to find the logo. If is it like em- is it embossed? Uh, the logo. Yeah. It's oh, there it is. There. Yeah, yeah. I got it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, beautiful. It's. Um, well, yeah. Is it any good? If if I'm going to be honest, I haven't used it much. I kind of bought it on a lark. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's fine, I guess. <laughs> How long before they put an M1 chip in it? It'd have more use in that than the iPad. The thing is, I often clean, I often just clean my my phone on my like shirt, um, like an animal. So, <laughs> <laughs> don't tell Tim Cook if he knows that you've bought that polishing cloth and you just all you do is wipe your phone on your shirt. Well, I use. I'll say that to say that I use the polishing cloth mainly for my iPad, which um, I wouldn't wipe on my shirt. <laughs> Rob, are you going to get a polishing cloth? No. Oh, okay. Why not? Because it's twenty quid. Uh, well, you, you, you know, you knew the answer before you asked the question. This is me we're talking about. But you'll I, you'll I find one for about six pound fifty or something, won't you? Uh, that's fair enough. If I yeah, if I did if I did find one at fifty percent or greater discount, I might consider it. But yeah, no, no, I'm not spending twenty quid on a cloth. Still, my favourite thing about the polishing cloth was Unbox Therapy's uh, review of it, where he <laughs> he walked into the studio with this huge flight case. I think the title of the video was something like Apple's biggest release of 2021 or something. And he kept opening it like a, a China doll thing, and <laughs> box kept getting smaller and smaller until it was the polishing cloth. Absolutely brilliant. He's hilarious. He's great, isn't he? Um, let's talk software. What um, what are your? Because obviously you do quite a bit of. Well, I know you haven't done any writing this year yet, but there's plenty of time for that. But um, what's your favourite writing app? Because there's a few that you use, aren't there? Yes. Um, so there's the pencil ones and there's the keyboard ones. Um, and the pencil ones are Nable, which is so it's weird. I like Notability a lot, but I use Nable a lot more. Um, just because, um, yeah, Nable for me is just so good mainly because I can take notes while talking to people without looking like a weirdo. Um, and it's, it's, it's just, it's really good. It's honestly like, it's, it's, been, it's been amazing to me how people respond to it. Like 
Um, so obviously, like I work in mental health and, and I've, I've often talked about how, you know, you sometimes get patients who think, who, who are a bit suspicious of like computers and like cameras um, because of the sorts of, you know, disorders that they have. Um, and they will look at a camera and ask you to turn it off or they'll ask people to turn off their computers in the room. And no one, since I've had this iPad Pro and been using it, no one, not once, has ever said, turn that iPad off. Why do you think and that I keep is? I've waiting for it to happen, and it hasn't happened yet. Why do you think that is? Is it because it, it looks like a notepad when you, you're using My it? My theory, because it's obviously electronic, right? Like, it's. I'm not pretending that this is a real book. You can see the light from the screen. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. Um, so I think it's just something about the, the... It just feels more acceptable and non-threatening for some reason. You know, I don't think it's that they're mistaking it for what it is. I think it just doesn't feel that... Do you know what I mean? It doesn't mm. it just doesn't feel electronic? Yeah. Um, and for me, I think that's one of the things that Apple really does well. It's that sort of thing of making tech just feel like normal. Well, that, well Apple can't really take credit for for Nebo's handwriting to text. No, conversion because, because, because their scribble doesn't. Well, yeah, it, it doesn't knocks, come, near, come near to it at all. Not scribble into a cocked hat, doesn't it? Yeah. No. Uh, you, so yeah, I you. I'd never heard of Nebo until you told me about it. And uh, yeah, it, just, it absolutely blows my mind how it can, uh, it doesn't matter. I, I, I can try to make my handwriting as bad. My, my, hang on. My handwriting is terrible anyway. But even if I try and make it just like, nah, it's never going to get that. It does. It's absolutely insane. It's, it's amazing. It's, I, can't, I can't say no good things about it. And the, the, the fact that Scribble is so rubbish just makes me respect even more. Because mm-hmm. um, I write in cursive, so that's the other thing. I feel like Scribble is made for, like, you know, discreet writers. <laughs> but, like, I write in cursive when I join my letters and all of that stuff. And Nibble is like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, so when, yeah, so when, you, when you want to convert handwriting to text, Nebo is the way forward. Absolutely. But you also use Notability, don't you, for... General yeah, so sort of. The is like I'm not converting to text. I'm just like if I'm so like if I'm in church, for instance, I'm using notability. If I'm in a meeting, and I'm not taking notes that I want to turn into text, I'm using notability. If I'm drawing and that sort of thing, I'm using notability. Um, so yeah, because I, I I really like the feel of like the writing. Just it just feels nice. Well, like, what you what you don't like is the feel of uh, paper like screen protectors. So I've been nagging people no. for ages to to try them, and I've eventually got Mark on board. And you're 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 converted, aren't you? Oh, 100 percent, yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. But you tried it, and y- yeah, you weren't, well, you weren't was, feeling it's it. Still, it's still on my computer. It's still on my iPad, actually, um, because I keep saying, "Let me give it a chance." But yeah, since I've had it, especially when I scroll Twitter, the the good thing is I don't use Twitter that much on my iPad because mostly I'm going to be using my phone. But every time I use it on my iPad, it drives me nuts. There's something, there's something wrong about the, it just feels a little judgery. Hmm. Um, and I feel like there's something it's doing with the 120 hertz. Or so. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Is it a, an official paper like or a, a knockoff? The real thing. Actual so I, I, obviously, again, me being me, I'm not shelling out 30 quid for one. I got a knockoff off. Anyway, so it might be that the ones I use, which are like ESR off, you know, fiver or whatever it might be that they're thinner so yeah so because i imagine that the paper-like ones are fairly substantial and it might be yeah, that yeah. that additional width that that increases the distance between your finger and the 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 the, the finger sensing yeah. gubbins that might is that, is that it's actually it's, it's when you're scrolling you feel that it's less responsive with yeah. a paper and it's weird because like i'm one of those people who doesn't record i don't i don't know i don't recognize 120 hertz I didn't recognize it on my iPad and I don't recognize it on my iPhone. Like, I'm not, the difference is not something that I, I can't see. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know it's there somewhere, but I'm not, it doesn't do anything for me the way it does for people. So I don't know why this is such a thing for me. I don't know. Yeah, so well, I, don't, I don't think it, it's the the way it looks. I think it, it, that there's there'll be a, just a very slight delay Versus what you're used to having no screen yeah. protector there, that uh, that that's just irritating for you. I think that's a real well, that's a real shame. So oh, I'm sorry to have wasted 
Well, I mean, it's quid fine, of your money. I'm not often no, spending... actually, no, I'm not. You spent 20 quid on a cloth, so that's what you deserve everything you get. <laughs> I'm currently waiting for one of those remarkable tablets to turn up. So they're, they're, they're set. Have you both seen those? Oh, I, I know yeah, of them. I don't know anything about them. I know very little about them. I think um, someone I was talking to the other day was uh, just mentioned it at the, at the end of a call. They said, oh, before you go, make sure you check out the Remarkable 2, I think it is. So I got in touch with them and they got back to me. Um, I said, look, I, I fancy trying this out and, and putting it up against the, the iPad Mini because the iPad Mini is now my default note-taking thing. Um, and they their PR people got back and said, well, we, we can send you one, but we're a bit concerned that you're going to compare it against the iPad Mini because it's not the same thing. The iPad Mini is a full tablet. Whereas the remarkable is just purely meant for, you know, for note taking. And I said, well, I feel like you have to compare the remarkable to a Kindle is what they would like you to do. Probably, yeah. But although having, I, I got back to them and said, look, I think it's a really valuable uh, comparison because for me myself, although I, I do use the iPad Mini for other stuff, ninety percent of the time it's my note taking thing. So, you know, bearing in mind it's probably nearly twice the price of the remarkable i think roughly um i think it's a really uh, valuable comparison so i managed to convince them that it was a it was worth doing and they're going to send one across so that would be quite interesting um i thought remarkable was 300 or 400 quid have i got that wrong i'm fairly sure the one i don't know i may be wrong because i thought they were roughly the same price was my thinking actually let's have a look while we're talking but i may be wrong it's not like i've looked at the prices and compared them so the remarkable two uh, this is the one that I'm going to be sent. It's oh, actually, yeah. So it's it's two nine nine at the moment. So it's three hundred quid, right? And so the yeah, iPad Mini is six hundred. Uh, starts at four something, doesn't it? I think four two right. nine or something okay. like that. So, um, so it's not a million miles off, I suppose. But yeah, so I'm looking forward to trying that out because I, I am con- particularly since that paper like because uh, I am a paper like convert, definitely like Rob says. Um, <laughs> since that. Um, that's been put on. It's uh, yeah, I'm um, completely converted to to dig- digital note taking. It's I think it's great. Um, you use Ulysses as well, don't you? You're a fellow Ulysses. I love Ulysses. I've actually got your the outline open in Ulysses right now. I have you. It's great, isn't it? I I, I love absolutely Ulysses. love it. I, I was a big Scrivener user for many years, and um, got a bit. I bored had Scrivener. I never could get. It was too much. It was too much. It was too much app. <laughs> Oh, it is. Yeah, it's a beast. I mean, it's brilliant. I mean, if you're writing a novel, fantastic, or or a script or whatever, it's really good for that stuff. But I was just using it for for blogging and um, organizing my blogs and stuff. It, it did a good job of that, but it was a it was a bit of a sledgehammer approach, really. I'm sure you can also guess what my other problem with Scrivener was. Uh, syncing. So it's not iPhone native, and oh, okay, the way the way I prioritize an app. Um, and this is, I think, my problem with a lot of apps is they're sort of like Mac first. Um, and they assume that you spend most of your day in front of a MacBook. You wake up in front of a MacBook and you spend most of your day in front of a MacBook. I do not. <laughs> so for me, an app, like, I think one, one key thing which I've come to realize is my favorite apps have to be very iPhone first. Not necessarily iPhone first, but like they have to take the iPhone seriously. They, 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 they can't be like parity or close. Um, but also, like, they really take it seriously, and it's not like this second-class citizen. And the iPhone app for Scrivener, when it finally came out, was very much a second-class citizen. Mm-hmm. I never used it, actually. Uh, I only ever used it on... I used it on the iPad occasionally, but I didn't. I, it was always Mac for me. That was It was always a Mac app. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so when, you, when you're handwriting and you want to convert to text, do you use Nebo? When you're handwriting and you don't want to convert to text, do you use Notability? When you want to do some good old-fashioned writing, it's then it's cute. Ulysses all the way. Yes. Ulysses, well, it doesn't... Really, it, I started using Notes more for note-taking. Oh, yeah. So I used to, use, I, I used to be a big Evernote fan, and I actually turned on lots of people to Evernote. Um, because as you as you've guessed, I'm the kind of people who likes to turn on people to, to things I love. I think I think that's one thing everybody does in the Discord, though. Um and then I've just really fallen in love with notes. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so good. Um, and I used to look down on it a lot, I think, but I'm coming to really value it. It's it's quick to open, it's quick to get into, it's quick to search, whereas Evernote has become this bloated beast of an app. Yeah, I, I fell out of love with Evernote. It was just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Notes apps don't need to be that complicated, I don't think. Yeah. No. So what I was the reason I, I was going down that line was so Ulysses 
Does that interface with Substack? Because your blog, Being Human, yeah, is on Substack, is it not? Yes, but it doesn't. It's, so Ulysses integrates with WordPress, so I can post directly to Ulysses, to WordPress from Ulysses. And this is really cool. I can edit a posted um, blog from Ulysses without actually going into WordPress. So I almost don't go into WordPress anymore, um, which is, you know, I don't hate that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's great because yeah, and Ulysses is just great. I love I love love things about it, and I love the fact that Ulysses is very online focused as well. Um, so yeah, if I fundamentally misunderstood what Substack is, no, no, no. I think well, the thing is, I, I, Substack is a web app basically. Um, at this time, Ulysses hasn't got his is a. Um, they don't send to it. I don't know that any app does, however. Um, so I will often just write it directly in Substack. Or one of the things I've been wanting to do, which I actually haven't started doing, is writing it in Ulysses because I want to have it as a... So that way Ulysses becomes sort of like my offline home for everything um, and then copying it to Substack. But the good thing is Substack recognizes Markdown and I generally write in Markdown. Um, so I can actually just import it directly, but I haven't been doing that. So well, where, no, does, where, where does WordPress come into it then? Host my site. I'm just host my site. So your 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 site is running WordPress, and but yes. your so, the, but so your Substack is is separate to that. Yes, I used to. I did Squarespace for a bit there. Oh. Right. I, I I I think a lot about the way apps are designed, and I've come to conclude that Squarespace is not really designed for writers. It's designed for people who want their websites to look pretty because writing in Squarespace is a pain. And there's yeah, I've been there. there's no way it would be that if they design it for writers. And so is Medium, apparently, isn't it? That is for writers. No, Medium is for readers, not for writers, actually. So actually, I actually wrote about this on Twitter once. Like Medium focused on readers. I, I'm convinced. I'd, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this, Mark. But I feel like Medium is for readers and the writing experience is a pain. And the proof of that is that in the, in the mobile app, you can't select one and a paragraph at once. <laughs> Who does that? Uh, it's um, Medium's so frustrating. So it's a really important part of my business. One of the most most important parts of what I do goes through Medium uh, for all sorts of reasons. Um, but I think you've just summed it up in terms... It, it, it is definitely... It was built first for readers. And I get the impression that's what they focus on. So, and it's had a, a recent redesign, which I quite like actually. They've kind of gone for this sort of Twitter, Twitter-like um, timeline type thing, which I think looks pretty good. But they haven't. What they should have been doing is fixing all the problems with Medium from a writer's perspective. So, um, it's just so many. Not, not there's a whole list of things that get on my nerves every single day with Medium. It's fundamentally broken. One of the biggest issues with it, which is a real shame, is the the whole community aspect, which is which is part of the reason I love Medium is because it's not just a blogging website. It's almost like a social media platform because the comment sections are, are really, really gets gets really interesting in there, and the the interactions you can have with people are, are fascinating. But if you get a message on your so if you get an email on your phone to say that someone's commented on your blog, and you press the respond thing and you've got the Medium app installed on your iPhone, it takes you into the, as you'd expect, into the Medium app, the native Medium app on, on the iPhone, but you can't respond properly. And you get into this, this weird loop of trying to respond and it redirecting you to the website and then bringing it back. It's such a simple thing to get right. Um, there's that, there's the fact, I could go on about this all night, guys, so apologies. Um, there's the fact that when you try and import a blog from WordPress into Medium, Nine times out of ten, it won't work first time, and you have to keep doing. It. I don't know if this, this is just me, but you have to keep trying to import it until it. Oh, that, works. luckily that works for me. Oh, does but it? Yeah, maybe it, it's just me. I've had it, I've had that problem with other um, other places, like which maybe maybe Squarespace actually. Yeah, and also go, going back to the community thing, even when you do get to publish a, a, a comment or a reply to a comment. Again, nine times out of ten, that comment that I've posted doesn't go on there, and it ends up as a draft in your stories. Which is bad enough, but if you're if you've got a, an email list in Medium, which is what I've got in mind, so I've, I, people subscribe to my Medium email list. If I if one of those replies that I've added to a comment goes as in, into a draft, and I go into that draft to publish the comment, you have to remember to untick the box that says email to your to your subscriber list. 
Because if you don't do that, that reply that I've written just to one person would go to 150 people for no reason at all. It's just horrid, absolutely horrid. It, it's design. And, and that's <laughs> it's one of my favorite things that John Gruber says is, and I think it's the first person I heard this from, but he says it a few times, is um, that it matters what the order is for how you do things. And two, two, two companies may have the same three things they're trying to do, um, but then they have them in different orders. And that makes all the difference in everything. And you see how that begins to shape decisions and features and which features get prioritized. And yeah, Medium is, ugh. If you ever get set up on there, Rob, if you're going to go down the, the Medium route, you'll, you'll ex- you've got all this to look forward to. Oh, yeah, yeah you're, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, as always, we've got a massive show outline here and we're rapidly running out of time. So I'm just looking down here to see, um, looking at Rob's hard work in terms of putting all this together uh, and see what else we can do just before we sign off. And um, it's just reminded me that you are apparently the Wordle champion, uh, Doc. On the, is, that, is that true? There is no way. Well, I... I... I meant to go and capture everyone's scores and put them into a spreadsheet because I love spreadsheets. Oh, okay, but I didn't have time. But just uh, you know, eyeballing it, I think that you consistently score higher than everyone else, and you play in hard mode, don't you? Yes, I I like to torture myself. <laughs> so yeah, so I think I there's a well, there's been a running joke on the on the. Uh, on the Discord, that Miss, Mrs. Rob is ridiculously good. I feel like she's the best person on the Discord. End of story. No, I, I, I think you're pretty much level pegging. She's had, she's, no had, she's had a few clags recently. She's <laughs> yeah, she's busted out a couple of five and sixes, and you very rarely do that. But yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna gather the stats. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna stick it on a googly sheet. Yeah, because uh, this stuff's important. But certainly, I think just eyeballing it, scrolling through, I'm pretty sure that you are the king of Wordle on Discord. I'll tell you the funny thing. When I started, I would actually, so I used to do this in notability. I would actually try to algorithm it, right? And like, <laughs> write all the, after like the first two tries, I'd write all the, um, I'll put it out, put the words, and then start trying to sort of like brute force my way through. <laughs> and that was just too much work. And I thought, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to go for it. And however many tries it takes. So the truth is I actually don't aim for, um, any particular scores. My only real aim is I want to get the word for today, period. Um, and however many tries it takes. If it's less than three or, f- you know, if it's like three or four less, then great, but whatever. Um, but yeah, I have been getting a lot of threes. And then the other thing is, I feel like when I, since I switched to hard mode, it's been easier. It's not easier, it's been more fun. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. How do you feel about moving to hard mode? Well, I've only done the one, haven't I? Because, yeah, right. Justin goaded me into doing it um but i mean i i naturally play in hard mode anyway a lot of the time if that makes sense like because you know I d- it just feels right to reuse letters that you know are co- you know correct or that you know feature in the word and you want to find the correct position um so i was pretty much playing hard mode anyway but yeah having that safety net removed it does it does add a, a, an element of excitement to it doesn't it yes I'll tell you one thing though, you can turn off hard mode, but you can't turn it back on. And the reason why I'm saying that, because I've come to realize after seeing a few failure modes, is the worst thing that can happen to you in hard mode is getting all the words right on the first try except one. Because then you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, yeah, so on the 31st of January, the word of the day was light. And there were lots, of, and the, someone posted, I think was it you that posted on Twitter, someone had uh, managed to get the I, G, H, and T on their first go, and yeah. then used, exhausted all six moves, because there were lots yeah. of words that end in it. Yeah. Exactly. And then you can't, like, if you were not on hard mode, so that's the, if that happens, I might actually switch to easy mode for that day. I, I, I'm not even going to be ashamed of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, try all the other, all the other letters in, like, one go, basically, because you're really in trouble if gets it wrong yeah but i think i on this first attempt that i had at hard mode i had three consecutive guesses with four of the five letters and i got to move five and i was getting a little bit concerned but yeah luckily on the fifth go i got it did you see um i think it was mkbhd he tweeted 
he a little video where he was explaining that some people apparently because obviously when you do your your kind of your wordle result it just uses emojis doesn't it for the for the blocks apparently according to him there are some people who manually form their own result out of emojis why would you do that what well, i'll tell you my only annoying thing about wordle though it's messed up my discord emoji and i don't know why nobody's talking about this what's happened was it, well, yes, it's now now that, that your frequently used emojis are <laughs> green and yellow squares. This is the real tragedy. <laughs> they didn't think about that, did they? Guys, we're we're running out of time, I think. Um, Doc, where can people find you? We'll put these obviously in the, in the show notes, but where's um, where's the best place to to catch your stuff? I suppose, that, yeah, basically my website, my, my well, actually, probably more my newsletter, um, because the website has all my essays obviously but then the newsletter is where i talk about like more sort of casual throughout ideas sort of thing um share my nigerian proverbs um mainly yoruba proverbs to be fair before other nigerians get upset with me (laughs) (laughs) we will put some links in the in the show notes but thanks so much for coming on it's been it's, it's felt like a different show today but like i've really enjoyed it it's been it's been as random as ever but in a in an even more special way i think I am the source of randomness. <laughs> I am <have> looking. <laughs> that means you, ha- you, ha- you have an automatic invite to come on again at some stage, definitely. Um, and Rob, can you just stick the kettle on, please? Yeah, we'll do. Cheers, thanks. And uh, <laughs> see you in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>